When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's going on, y'all? Matt Garland here. NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. We are live. We are blessed. And welcome back to another incredible episode of the Ransom Gym Show. All right. Lots to discuss today. Uh, my co-host, Kiana, um, is not available today, but she sends her love. Shout out to the Queen of the South. Make sure you go cop her book, Clear the Clothes. Speaking of books, make sure you go pick up House Hackonomics, mgbookstore.com to get your copy of that. Now, first things first, I got to start off by talking about InvestFest before we get into today's shows. Hello to everyone. Good to see you. Um, I love all you guys. Uh, the, the, the website was mgbookstore.com if you want to get House Hackonomics and get any of my other books that I have coming out. But we got to talk about InvestFest first. InvestFest London. I, I'm, I'm fresh off the plane back in New York. And shout out to everybody from the UK. Let me tell you something. InvestFest Euro was absolutely incredible, man. We had such a great time. It was an amazing, an amazing event. London, the whole UK showed so much love. I have a uh, like, I feel recharged because of this InvestFest. So first of all, I want to, I got to give a big shout out to everyone who was, was there, man. All the presenters, shout out to Troy Rashad, shout out to Ashley, the production manager, phenomenal job. This was our first event over overseas and it was flawless. At the Royal Albert Hall, it was packed, sold out event across the pond. I mean, I don't think you guys really understand how legendary this thing was, man. But I want to give a shout out to everybody real quick because everyone showed up, showed out, did exactly what we were supposed to do. Shout out to Patricia Bright. The real estate panel was fire. Patricia Bright, Seb, the mortgage guy. Um, we had my guy, um, Teo. We had Dr. Jitali Billiton. Who else was there? Oh, 
Antoine. I mean, everybody, 19 Keys, Ian, Wall Street Trapper, Tabidi, Caleb Silver. I mean, it was, I mean, phenomenal. Terrence J, the host with the most. The Halloween party. I mean, it was so many people there. Shout out to Alice Good Energy, Beyond Wins, Storm Leroy, Aristotle Investments, Debs. I mean, look, the VIP, the Halloween party, everything was just top notch. It was crazy. Don't rush me, Leon, okay? <laughs> Don't rush me. Let me get my opening in. I got a shout out to everybody. Tia Blair was in the building. I mean, it was so many people. So, again, shout out to London. Shout out to everybody that I met. And I love y'all. Okay? So, you got your wish, Leon? I'm going to get down to business right now. Okay? But it was an incredible event. So, I had to talk about that first and foremost before we get started. Now, I want to give a big shout out to our, our partner, Zillow, thank you to all the good folks at Zillow for sponsoring this episode. We love you guys over there. And you ever catch yourself browsing Zillow at 3 a.m.? I know I do. It's too easy. And you know what else is easy? Finding a new home on Zillow. With Zillow, you can take a closer look at homes on the market with thousands of listings that have virtual tours, interactive floor plans. Compare your favorite home side by side to see which one has your favorite features you want. Request a tour with a local agent to get on the ground insights about your neighborhoods you like or learn about financing options, connect with the lender, apply for a pre-qualification. So when you find one you love, you'll be ready to go. All right. So get your next place on Zillow.com. We're going to have a bunch of links in the description um, from Zillow, a lot of calculators and tools that you guys could use. And I'm actually going to take you guys to Zillow's website today to show you guys where you can find some data because that's what we're going to talk about today is the real estate crash. Now, a lot of you guys want the real estate crash to happen. Shout out to Myrtle Beach. All right. I love y'all too. Myrtle Beach, I've had some great times at Myrtle Beach too, but that's a whole nother story for a whole different day. Bike Fest, Bike Week. Oh my Lord. I had to take a sip of water on that one. That was another time for another day. <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. But look, I want to talk about a few things. Let me get my notes real quick, right? So everyone's talking about the Feds raising rates today. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me show you. Let me show my screen. Let's get into this. Let me give y'all a little visuals. Okay, let's give you some visuals. We know y'all love the visuals, hair, rants, and gems. So first of all, drop some gems in the comment if you're ready for some, some information and be prepared to ask some questions today because we're doing a Q&A after we go through this, all right? And rep your city where you're from. If you're from the UK, put your flag up in there too, all right? But look, let's talk about the feds. Feds raise rates today. Another 75 basis points. Now, the Fed officials have now imposed six rate heights on rate raises in, in a row, the sharpest increase of rates since the 1980s when inflation touched 14% and mortgage rates touched nearly 20%. Now, you can see on this chart, right, and shout out to Zillow for providing this data also. Now, you can see last year, 
you can see that the 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 rates. I mean, it was a quarter percent, right? Last March, a quarter percent. Let me move that over for you guys so you can see it a little better, right? So last year you have the rates a quarter percent. Last March, May they raised them to seventy-five basis points. They raised another 75 basis points in June, another 75 basis points in July, another 75 basis points in September. And now today they raised it another 75 basis points. Now, I will tell you this. Most people are, are, are losing their mind when it comes to let me let me just put this on the full screen because I want you guys to, to pay attention to this for a second and not really pay attention to me. Right. <clears throat> So now their target rate as of today is another 3.75 to 4% on the Fed funds rate. The next Fed meeting is going to be in December, and we're expecting another raise of about 50 basis points, right? Which would bring us over 4%. Now, from what I've been researching today, I've heard some, I watched some of the clips. The Fed is hell-bent on dropping inflation. We all know this. We've discussed this at length. They want to get the Fed funds rate. Well, inflation, down from right now, inflation is around 8.2%, right? And they want to get that thing down to about 2%, which to me, it's like, I don't even understand how they plan on doing that. Um, that's a sharp decrease. But again, they feel as if if you continue to raise these rates, you're going to take less money out of the economy and people are going to sit on the sidelines. They're not going to buy anything, which will eventually lower the price. Now, in order for this to happen too, you need more supply. Supply is a big part of all of this. Right now, the, I think the biggest problem that we have just globally because of the pandemic and China being shut down is the supply chain. And once that, but we start, we're starting to see now that's starting to come back a little bit. Things are starting to now come in. So the supply chain slowly but surely is getting better. Now, for me, do I think the feds could have done a better job at this earlier? Yes. They definitely could have done a better job at trying to control inflation. But I don't think things are going to get cheaper. <laughs> like That's just me. I, I can't really see um, businesses lowering their prices on certain things to get it down. So I think... We're going to be in some ish for the next couple of months, but there is a bright side of everything. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again for those of you who then watch it or hear me say, when the new administration comes in, and make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to EYL um, while we're talking about this. When the new administration comes in, they will start cutting rates again, and there will be a massive opportunity, again, to get cheaper, cheaper rates. Like right now, now, Fed fund rates, just so you guys know, if you don't know, 
does not impact mortgage rates 100%. It impacts directly short-term borrowing. Mortgage rates right now are around 7.125% on the 30-year mortgage. Now, can you get low, lower? Yes, but that's a different topic. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Now, what the, what the feds, what the mortgage rates, I was going to say, the bond markets and everything has been priced already with the anticipation of the feds going to raise rates. I don't think mortgage rates are going to get any higher than what we're seeing right now. Maybe a quarter point, half a point here and there, depending on the bond market. But I think that would drip right back down. But I'm going to tell you this. And this is, I said this before, we will have some sort of a rate drop probably within the next six to 12 months. I believe we might see interest rates, especially if those inflation numbers, which I also do believe they will go down a little bit, not to 2%, but I'm thinking over the next two quarters, we might see inflation trickle down to like six and a half, seven percent somewhere around there, which in turn will help mortgage rates. And that I believe mortgage rates will drop somewhere in the, back to the fives within the next 12 months. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that will probably tell you that interest rates are going to continue to rise. They're going to go up. It's going to get worse. I, I am not one of those people. I don't believe that. All right. I'm just giving you guys my personal opinion on this. I could be right. I could be wrong. I'm just telling you what I think. What do you think? Type it in the comments. But to everyone who's looking to buy real estate, you have to be creative on how you're getting your financing and what type of rates you're taking right now. In 12 months, we can if you get a 7% now, you'll be able to refinance and get a 5%. And if that happens in 18 months, it's the same thing, right? You'll be able to refinance and get out of that 7%. Mortgage rates are not going to go to 10%. It's not going to happen. When you say, Christopher, look at history, you need to do your research. There's no way. It's not going to happen. Mortgage, The 30-year mortgage will not go to 10%. I'll put money on that. If it do, I'll cash app you. I'm a, I'll bet anybody on that one. But that's another topic for another day. Let me stop sharing the screen because I'm, I'm I'm done with this slide, right? So I don't I don't believe mortgage rates are going to go to no ten percent, but there will be an opportunity for you guys to refinance within the next six to eighteen months, somewhere around there. And again, let me be clear. We will have a refinance boom again within the next 18 months, 100%. And it's, and it's simple. We're going to have new campaigns. These guys, go, they're not going to raise these Fed fund rates too much higher, probably another point, 100 basis points, in my opinion, tops. And that's not going to send mortgage rates skyrocketing. Well, what was going to happen is right now the demand for not even demand is really the affordability. People just can't afford what's happening right now. 
And they that will slow up demand, but then you also have home sales that are still going to rise right now. Although a lot of you want to think that that no, you said 10%. We're doing a 10% bet, not a 9%. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you say 10%, stick to that. All right. But a lot of you think the real estate market is going to crash. Let's talk about that, right? So I'm going to give you a, a quick real estate market crash update and let's see exactly what's happening. A lot of you, a lot of you don't really understand history. A lot of you don't do your research. So let me tell you a few things real quick. First things first, in eight of the nine last recessions, home values have improved during the recession or right after the recession, right? Last time it didn't was the Great Recession. And we know why that happened because there was a housing bubble, there were bad loans, there was a lot of underlying conditions that are not present in today's market, which a lot of you simply just don't understand. Simply don't understand. Supply and demand trumps everything. And back in 08, 07, 09, there was a lot of supply. There was tons of supply. During the peak of the housing bubble in 07, a lot of you probably don't even know this. Maybe some of you were still in junior high school. I don't know. But I was activated in this business. So there were over 4 million existing homes for sale at that time. A lot of that was foreclosures. We don't have those same issues today. In fact, I think we're on pace to have less than 200,000 foreclosures this year. And if you look at 07, 08, there was probably a combined 4 million foreclosures during that time, right? Underlying conditions are different. So when I hear people on the internet saying, this is going to be worse than 2008 or the Great Recession. I simply laugh because I say folks don't really know what they're talking about because these are not the same conditions that we had back then. All right. Let's let's go look at some data. I want to share my screen. Let me stop sharing this one. Let's look, let's look, let's go to Zillow.com. So look at this, guys. So now I'm here on Zillow's website. All right. Command. What is it? Command V. How you copy on app? Command C. I don't know how to copy. All right. Command V. Paste. Nah. I hate Apple. This Mac. I tried to give you all the website, but we'll put it in the show notes in the description. All right. So let's look at this for a second. I really want you guys to pay attention to this data right here. So supply and demand trumps everything. And this is what I keep trying to explain to you guys. This is a chart that's on Zillow.com. If you can kind of see like the little web browser right here, Zillow.com forward slash research forward slash data. And you can go right here and you can get this data. All right. Look at the listings. Now, mind you, this says September 2022 is because the data always lags. So October's data will be out. Um, probably within the next week, week or so. And then we'll do more updates and we'll show the October data. So all we have to go on right now is um, September's data for all these numbers. All right. But look at these listings. And this is what I'm telling you. Supply and demand trumps everything. The black line right here is 2022. 
So new listings that are hitting the market. No, let's go to inventory first. Let's look at the inventory because inventory is very important. You can't have a market crash, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have inventory. <laughs> Period, point blank. Yes, there has to be either more, suppl more supply that hits the market, which is the inventory, or, or you need like heavy demand. Right now, we don't have the demand. The demand is weakening because of what's happening in mortgage rate. And it's not that the demand is really weakening. It's because people just can't afford to buy, right? But that they still want to buy. So when those rates dip back down 2% in the next year, what do you think is going to happen? So when you look at the inventory, why did it go back to hell? So if you look at the for sale inventory right now, right? The for sale inventory. And now what I like about this on Zillow.com, you can kind of see the inventory pre-pandemic. Let's go to back to September. September of 2019. Look at how much inventory was in the market. 1.6 million homes. Now, when you guys are, are seeing, when you guys are, Seeing, and I'm glad that you just said that misguided podcast that historically winter is slow. So, so that is very true. And I'm going to break that down in a second also. But I want you guys to understand, look at your history, look at pre-pandemic, look how much inventory was in the market. Now also understand when, when you see people talk about inventory on the news and all these fear-mongering things that people put out there, please understand these numbers also include homes that are in contract for sale. So as of September 2022, now if you look at how much was in 2019, September, it was 1.6 million homes available. That included what's for sale and what's in contract also. Look in 2020, 1.2, right? 2021, a million. Looking now, almost at a, as a, a million even, and we went up a little bit to a million 31. So the inventory right now, there's about a half a million dollars, a half a million homes under contract right now. So when you really think about it, there's about 700, six, 700,000 homes as per September available in the marketplace for somebody to buy. So there's not a lot of inventory. So where is this inventory going to come from? It's not coming from foreclosures because there's less than, I believe, year to date, 200,000, less than 200,000 foreclosures year to date. So you're not going to get an inventory kick um, from the foreclosure market. Home builders, we already know the numbers. They've been discussing that all year, that home builders, home builders starts are down, right? Builders are slowing down how much they built because they learned their lesson from the past. When they had so much inventory and when the market shifted, they didn't have buyers. So the builders are not building at the pace that they need to build. And the, and the ones who want to build still have inventory issues because everything's still a little bit backed up in construction. So where's the inventory going to come to create this crash? 
Because if, let's just say some of you are right and the market does go up to 10% for a 30-year fixed rate, do you honestly think a homeowner is going to sell? No. Why would they? They have no reason to sell. No reason at all. Now, a lot of you like to talk about, well, people going to be losing their jobs and this, that, and the third. Well, according to ADP, private payrolls rose 239,000 in October, better than expected, while wages increased 7.7%. Let me repeat that. Wages in increased in October 7.7%. <laughs> Companies added about 239,000 positions in October, ahead of the Dow Jones estimate of 195,000 and slightly up from the previous month. Most of the gains came from the leisure and the hospitality industry, which added 210 positions, while wages in those sectors rose 11.2%. Wages overall rose 7.7% from a year ago down slightly from September pace. So for all of you folks who got all this fear mongering going on, if jobs are still being added and we got another report coming out this week, show the, un uh, the, the unemployment, which will probably still be at almost record lows at like three and a half percent, probably a little bit lower. So if people are not really losing their jobs like that and getting fired and actually companies are still hiring right now and wages are going up. Why would a seller need to sell if the rates are 10% or 9% or even now? So that's why when you see these stats of the inventory, it's not enough inventory coming in. Now, let's go to the new listings. Look at the new listings right here. In September, it was 344,000 new listings. Compare that to September of 2021, there was 410,000. Almost 411,000 new listings. So you down almost 60, 70,000 listings year over year. So where's the new inventory coming from for everyone who thinks there's going to be a, a crash? I'm just saying. This is not my opinion. I'm just telling you the facts. This, this data is provided by Zillow, one of the number one data providers out there. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I don't want to, I don't like to talk fear mongering things to you, to my people. I like to give you the straight facts and then I give you my opinion based off the facts. I am a numbers guy. I am someone I've tell you guys all the time. I've been doing this for almost 20 years. I've been in this business. I've, I've been through the Great Recession. I was originating in Lonesden. I saw the difference between then and now. And I'm trying to tell y'all, this is nothing like it. This is nothing like it. And I'm telling you. So Dom says, y'all told me it was up and stuck. Well, let's review the tape, Dom. Let's look at the home value index. Let's look at year over year. And again, shout out to Zillow. You can go to Zillow.com forward slash research forward slash data, and you can go look at this for yourself, people. 
let's look at this. Let me make this a little bit uh, bigger for you guys. Pause. So that way you can kind of see this. And I, I had to take my handsome face off the screen so that way you, you guys can be focused on the, on the data and not, and not me and my fly hoodie, right? But let's look at this. Shout out to Goffinet, right? Let's look at this. Look at year over year. Now, home prices right now. Home prices right now. I want y'all to pay attention to this. Home values are up right now nationally 12.9% year over year. Now, again, this data is as of September 2022. October numbers will be out in about a week. All right? So home prices are up. Like I keep telling y'all, we are in a, a deceleration, facts. A correction, facts. Crash, no. Not at all. But look at this. These are the top year over year. Look at Miami. If you're in Miami, Orlando, Tampa, this is absolutely absurd that they're still doing this type of numbers. But the numbers don't lie. The sales are still selling. The comps are the comps. The comps are the comps, people. I'm just trying to tell you. I just need y'all to understand the numbers and understand what's going on. Look at all these cities. If you see your city up here, please tell us, are you seeing the same thing? Put it in the comments. But home prices, although they are decelerating, there is definitely a slowdown in the marketplace because those first-time home buyers are not able to purchase now because of affordability, but home prices are still selling at 99.5% of the list price. In this market, if your price is listed properly, your house is listed properly, it will still sell. Now, the unrealistic sellers, the unrealistic sellers who still think they're going to get them 2021 prices, those are the ones you're going to see those price drops on. But you still have a lot of positive sales going on in, in the housing market. So if you don't have, like somebody in the comments, I, I don't even know, I can't remember, I just saw it briefly. Like you said, a crash, oh, I buy Miami, crash coming soon. I buy Miami. How, Sway? Where? Where's it coming from? Where's the supply coming from to make a crash? I, I I just I still don't see how people say this. So I'm sure I'm showing this to you guys, and I want you guys to use this website to your advantage. So that way you can keep track of this data. So that way when you hear people tell you it's gonna be a crash, it's gonna be this. Look, guys, the data's here for you. This is why I didn't put this on a slideshow. I wanted to bring you to Zillow's website so you can see it for yourself, right? We are in the middle of a deceleration. Yes, 
Is it normal for Miami real estate to be going up 25.69% every single year for the past three years? Hell no. That ain't normal real estate. Do, did you guys know over the past 63 years, home appreciation has averaged around 4.5% annually? That's over the past 63 years. That's normal appreciation. And I've been on record to tell you guys many, many times. I feel as if this year we're going to end around 7 to 10% of appreciation on a national average, depending on your market, right? And then, and then next year, we're going to see a 2 to probably 7% appreciation. Is it going to be 20%, 15%? No. But when you see that, guys, that doesn't, if it's still appreciated, does it mean it crash? Now, if it goes negative, let's just say if next year Miami, let's keep Miami right here because it's 25.69%. Let's just say Miami, Florida, that city ends the year with 25% appreciation this year. And then next year it goes negative 25%. It just gave back all the equity, but you still got all the gains from the other previous two years when it was up 30 plus percent. So did it really crash or did it just slightly correct itself? But I don't foresee Miami doing that because Miami is just going crazy. It's just going crazy. So I just want you guys to be able to use these websites to be able to understand what's really happening. Now, here's another thing I want to show you guys on Zillow, right? The rent index. Look at Miami again. Rent up 18.881% this year, year over year. New York up 15.5%. San Diego up 15%, Orlando up 14%. Look at this. Look at the increase of rent. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Over the past couple years. Oh, year over year. I'm sorry. From last September to now. This is year over year. Look at the increase. Right? We got 1K people in here. Drop some gems in the comment for your boy. We got 1K people in here. Drop some gems. Share this with 10 people, please. But look at the rent. The rent is up. In every city, it's up. Now, it's down because we had some 20% rent increases and stuff like that. But it's still up. So who's going to win? Landlords. Like, who's going to win? Landlords. And I love when people say it's a renter's market. People can't buy interest rates, just rolls. You, 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 must, you, you need to rewind the, the first part of this video because the Fed's funds rate rising has nothing to do with mortgage rates. So when, when I hear uneducated comments like that, I, I, don't, I can't even talk to you no more <laughs> because I, you just don't even know what you're talking about. But I, that's why I'm here, to educate you. Let me tell you something. Who's going to win? Pick your poison, people. Where do you want to be a part of? Do you want to be a part of the, uh, do you want to be a renter and pay somebody else's mortgage? Or do you want to be a, have your own mortgage and pay your own mortgage? Because here's the reality. Here is the reality. When we're talking wealth creation, wealth creation, real estate, on average, two-thirds of people's net worth is from home equity. You probably didn't know that either. Should you buy or should you rent is always the question I get from people. Do, first of all, do whatever works for you, Right? Do whatever works for you. Should you buy? Should you rent? Whatever floats your boat, Jack. 
okay? Whatever floats your boat at the end of the day. But you got to ask yourself, am I going to pay somebody's high-ass rent or rather, would I rather pay my high-ass mortgage if I can afford it? Because in the long term of home ownership, not only am I going to get tax benefits, not only am I going to get appreciation, not only am I going to get principal reduction, I get a home. <laughs> I get something that's mine. Now with the rent, I get no tax benefits. I get no appreciation. I get no principal reduction. And I got to follow their rules. So pick your poison, whatever you want to do. It's on you. I'm not here to judge you either which way. BK say cool said my landlord increased my rent by by uh 20%. Yeah, because they could do whatever they want. Stay <laughs> house. It is disgusting if they if they increase you by 20%. I'm not even gonna hold you up. That's pretty disgusting. But what can you do when you are the tenant? You're either gonna pay it or you're gonna go. Live somewhere else. All right. Let's get some questions. All uneducated questions will be, you will get deleted and booted. I've been ranting for 40 minutes. Shout out to our partners at Zillow for that wonderful website. Again, make sure you go to Zillow.com forward slash research, forward slash data. And I'll put the link in the description of this video. That way you guys can go check out this stuff on your own. All right. Let's get some questions on here. Who wants to come live? You know what? I feel like I, I, I'm choosing violence today. They should have never let me do the show by myself. How you, how you, how you, what's this, Command V? Okay, there you go. Jump on. If you want to come on, I put the link in the comments. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe this video. Make sure you go to Rants and Gems on audio. Download it. Leave a five-star review. Do what you got to do over there. Let's make Rants and Gems number one everywhere, all right? Click the link in the comments. If you want to come on live, click the links in the comment or just put your comment in the comment and let me answer some questions. All right. Let's make, let's, let's, let's get some questions. The cost of owning probably went up 20%. Owner not going to take it out. That's a fact. Inflation, <laughs> it works both ways, baby. It works both ways. I think 20% increase in your rent is disgusting, though. But I can understand, like, if all my costs went up, how can your cost stay the same? You know? My apartment, my apartment in SLC charges me property tax when I pay rent. While paying taxes for the property owner I never own. Yep. That's what happens. Why do a lot of rich people say you should rent instead of buying? 
Um, I don't think a lot of rich people say that. I just think a handful of people say that. But those people still buy investment properties too. So you have to understand, look, like I tell you guys all the time, you have to do what's best for you. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you what to do or how to do it. I'm just giving you my advice and my opinions, okay? But if you live in a state like a high-cost state like New York, D.C., Cali, Miami, and you may not be able to afford your primary residence there, maybe you go to a smaller state like Cleveland, Ohio, like Detroit, Michigan. You go to one of these cities, Milwaukee, Alabama, where you can get a property for under 100K and you start investing and you build up cash flow. Because you might be sitting on $50,000, $50, but that $50,000 might not do nothing for you in New York. But you could probably go leverage that and get two, two multifamilies in Cleveland. Hit up Beyond Win. All right. Desiree. How are you, Queen? Let's get you, let's get you on the show, Desiree. How are you today, Desiree? Turn on, turn on your volume. If you live in a state like a high-cost state like New York, D.C. Oh, am I on camera? Sorry, yes, hold on. Yes, you're on camera. <laughs> turn on your volume. I can hear you, but you got to turn, turn me down. Or you're going to have an echo. Okay, so there is... There we go. Turn you down. Okay. No, we good now. You good. You good. Okay. Okay. How are you, Desiree? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Alive and blessed. Okay. So there is a lag because I have two windows open. I'm super nervous, but um, I wanted to come on here because um, so I'm a little curious about 401k loans for investment properties. Um, but I want to make sure that I have my ducks in a row. I currently own um, my own single home um, or single family home, but I really want to buy um, a fourplex. Um, so in, in your experience with your knowledge, and thank you for all that you do, um, what, what needs to be true? Like what things should I have in order before I buy an investment property? What do you have right now? How's your savings? Mm. How's your credit? So my credit is good. And that's another thing. So, and I didn't hear this from a lender because I have a 720. It's, it's a little bit over a 720, but it's a 720. Um, and I've been waiting till it's a 740 because I just feel like I want the best rate possible. And I feel like I need a 740. Um, can you speak to that? No, you don't need to wait. Okay. There's no okay. reason. Because look, if you have a 720 and a 740 in all honesty, you, depending on the lender, there might only be like a quarter percent difference in rate, but it's not going to, I wouldn't wait for okay. me because it might take you what, three months to get a, a, a 20 point increase, mm -hmm. right? Two months or whatever, get a 20 point increase. And in that time, who knows where the market is going to go. So while you're sitting there waiting for your credit score to go higher, the market can go higher too. So the money that you thought you were trying to save, you're actually going to pay more. So there's mm -hmm. an opportunity cost for everything. I think that if you have a 720 credit score, mm -hmm. how much do you have saved right now? Maybe 2000 Where are you looking to purchase at? That's a good question. So I want to do, um, so I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, okay. So I have like a handful of um, 
locations that I want to look at. And so there are locations where development is going on because I want to be like in an up and coming neighborhood. Um, so are, I want to say the names, but you're probably not going to be familiar with them. So are you familiar with Madisonville by chance? No, nah, but tell, tell us about it. <laughs> okay. So, um, so Madisonville, so a friend of mine was uh, kind of making a joke, but it's true. Whenever you see breweries that are popping up and people walking around in flip-flops, that's usually an area that you want to look in, at least for investments. So Madisonville is one of the areas. Um, as far as like the side of the town where property values keep their value no matter what. Um, I know Delhi is a good area. And there's other areas, too, that are not coming to mind because uh -huh. I'm super nervous right now. Um, but I do have like a good handful of neighborhoods that I want to look into. Um, I'm just a little nervous, but I also... I, I have risk, I'm scared of risk, but I'll do it. So I'll go face first into it. I just, I wanna know like what all I should have lined up first before I make the leap. What's the what's the, um, the prices out there for a fourplex? Um, for a decent one in a neighborhood that's like kind of up and coming. So 350, you could definitely get one that doesn't look like it needs um, any rehab. I think 350 to 400 is, is a good range. Okay, so that's four hundred thousand. So you need one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to do that deal for down payment and closing costs. Okay, and how does can you um, tell me how it works when you're buying investment property? Is it like single uh, family where you can get like the seller to pay closing costs, or you have to have money to play? You have to have money to play with. So okay. all right. Desiree, I like you. I like your energy. So let me just keep it real with you. You told me you had $2,000, right? Desiree, yes. where's, where's the money coming from? Ma? Where's the bread? We need the money. Show so, us the money. So yes. So gosh, I, I don't want to get too personal. So I make I make around 90, um, mm -hmm. but I had a huge life change. So I paid off a whole bunch of debt. And so now that I have um, this disposable income, I want to put it to work. Um, but if that work looks like savings, then I'll do that first and then invest. All right. So first of all, congratulations for paying off your debt. Thanks. Uh, I think that's a huge win. I think you would definitely need, do you have a partner? I don't. It's just me. It's just you. Have you thought about bringing in a partner? Um, I'm definitely open, definitely open and so what I'm doing right now, so I started looking on LinkedIn um, for real estate developers that are in the Cincinnati area. And I have like a, um, a generic message that I send them. No one's responded back yet, but um, so that's what I'm doing. And then just reaching out to other people that are in real estate or have investment properties to see what's what, so. Okay, so I, I would do this, right? I would definitely try to save as much as you can I, I probably wouldn't go for that 350 to 400 price point because right now, I mean, I don't know if you're making 90,000 gross a year for you to get 120,000 to buy one property that might take some time. So okay. I, I would, I would definitely look into probably part, you know, getting some sort of partnership where you don't have to probably put in a lot of money where you basically just using your brain, so to speak to, become a partner and that's your that's your contribution. I will probably look into probably getting some business funding. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of folks will do that. 
I now, what I try to tell everyone is if you're going to do like business credit cards and business funding, just understand you're taking out new debt, right? And that debt, once you touch it, you tap into it, it comes with a monthly payment as well. Mm -hmm. So you will have to account for that when you're running your numbers and you're analyzing your deal when you're talking about your cash flow and making sure you're including that into there, right? But even if you are able to get up this 120000 I still think you're going to need a little bit more because you need money for reserves. God forbid anything needs to be repaired. Tenants don't pay. You know, you want to have, in my opinion, at least six months of those mortgage payments and reserves. Um, so that way, if anything happens, you have money to fall back on. So you might need, you know, closer, depending on what that payment is, probably like 130, 135 to complete that transaction to have your reserves and your your money. But I, I never want anybody to be house rich and cash poor. Um so I definitely would recommend if you can bring in the partner, maybe you save up a good fifty, sixty thousand real quick and now you're able to bring in a partner or two partners with you and they can bring in capital as well because we always gotta remember a hundred percent of nothing is nothing. Uh, okay, no. so can I jump to something really quickly? Go ahead. Really, really quickly. Because it's kind of, I just, I'm all over the place. So um, so I'm getting a divorce, right? So I've just, I'm throwing it out there. So I'm getting a divorce. And at first I was going to refinance, right? So we got it at 3%. Um, but then my mortgage is going to go up like $600. I don't like that. And I'm not making money off of this house. So the mm -hmm. idea was to sell this house and then buy a fourplex using NACA or some program that would help. So I don't know. I mean, this conversation kind of just sounds like that's probably what I should do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, then that's what I'm doing then. Okay. Yes. yes. So I would, I would recommend if you're going through a divorce and you're not going to make any money off this house and you're looking to start over now, right? Mm -hmm. Then yes, maybe get rid of this asset that you have right now, make whatever you can from this transaction put that money to use and now you start your house hacking journey. You should go pick okay. up House Hackonomics, the book. It will help you out on, I will. on your house hacking journey. And you can go to mgbookstore.com and go get one of those bundles. Right. So that's what I probably would do. Um if now that you, you know, kind of let us into your personal life. Yes. Is, since you're getting a divorce, how? The hell with this house. <laughs> kind of. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. So um, no. if you feel that way, then I feel that way too. The hell but, with this house. So when I, so, you know, cause I have been reaching out to people. And so someone had said, oh, well, why don't you just buy an investment property and keep this house? And I'm like, I mean, I, I guess I could, but it kind of seems uncomfortable. Well, you can, but then that's when we're talking. The first part of this conversation was how much money you're going to need to transact on that deal. Yes. Now, the same property, instead of you needing $120,000 plus, if you go with like an FHA loan, let's just say even if you do NACA, it's 100% financing, mm -hmm. right? But let's just say, I don't think you'll be able to do NACA. Well, can you do NACA if you own the house already? I, I don't I don't think so, but- well, Let's I would just, sell this first. I would sell this first and then you're not, you're not a first time home buyer because then you, you own the property within three years. So oh, really? Yeah. So that's considered a first time home buyer. Um mm -hmm. someone who hasn't owned a house in three years. But if you let go, me ask you, MG. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So um so when I bought this house, I bought it as 
I bought it under FHA. I really hope I'm not getting anybody in trouble. Um, but I, I already owned a home. So I sold the first house, paid off a whole bunch of debt that was not mine. And then I bought this house under FHA. So that's the only reason why I'm thinking that I can use NACA, but I guess that's not the case. No. So with FHA, you don't have to have a requirement of being a first time home buyer. Oh. FHA, the requirement is it has to be your primary residence for at least one year. Oh. So oh. even if you sell this house, which has an FHA mortgage on it, you'll be able to go buy that 400000 fourplex with FHA and your total out-of-pocket for down payment and closing costs will be 32000 And now that can start your house hacking journey. Ah, so I would not be able to do NECA, correct? Um, I'm I'm going to say correct because you own the home. And I believe NACA is only for first-time home buyers. Oh, okay. That definitely changes things. Dang it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't want to hog up the time. <laughs> Thank you. Great question. So this was our whole consultation. It really was. <laughs> I know. I'm very happy. I want to ask some more questions, but I don't want to be selfish. I'll give you one more. This is good. One more. Okay. <laughs> Good, good. Um, okay, so another uh, program that I've been wanting to look into is, um, so of course I've already listened to the episode that you did with, can't remember his name, but I know he's the world's first black realtor. So oh, I yeah, listened, yeah. yes, so I listened to that episode and um, I don't believe we can buy multifamily with that, correct? Correct. Okay, so then what I plan on doing is then just buying a single family with a walkout basement and then converting it to like a one bedroom. Okay. I mean, if you but well, hold on. So now you want to do a single family or you want to do a fourplex? Which one you want to do here, Desiree? <laughs> well, if I so if I can't do NACA and I can't do like assist like if I if I can't do an assistant program with buying a fourplex, I don't know. I feel like that will be I'll need quite a bit to put down. But then again, I'll use my 401k. I'm not afraid to touch my 401k because I'm going to pay myself back and then some because I'm going to be generating revenue. I don't so, know. Uh, I, I, this is just me. I am not a financial advisor. I'm, yes. I'm a mortgage guy, right? And I am huh. a risk taker. So for me, me let me ask you this. Do huh. you want to be a landlord? I don't mind being a landlord, but no, I that's want... Not, that's not what I ask you. I actually, do you want to be a landlord? It's a yes or no question. Do you want to deal with tenants? Do you want to deal with broken toilets? Do you want to chase people for your money? Do you want to deal with repairs? Do you want to deal with property managers? Do you want to be a landlord? Yes. Okay. So then you should not be talking about no single families with no walkout basements. No. Okay. You're contradicting <laughs> yourself. The words the words, and, and what you're saying is, is not mapping up. It's a contradiction. But isn't that still house hacking if I do the basement? Yes, it's still house hacking. But do you want to be a landlord? You came on here and said the first thing you said is you want to buy fourplex. You wanted to build the real estate portfolio. That's the first thing you said. Yes. So I'm not saying you can't do it with single families. But if mm -hmm. you want to be a landlord and you want to scale, then you need to go get you a multifamily. Okay. Thank you for talking to me like this. Because everybody is not clueless, but I mean... I'm the only person in my circle that thinks like this. So I'm trying to like, you know, branch out. Hence me jumping on here and being scared. So, okay. Look, it's okay to do things scared, but you got to have mm -hmm. confidence in your decision-making on what you want to do, especially when it comes to for, um, landlording 
and mm -hmm. buying rental properties because this is not for the weak at heart. This yes. is this is the dark side. Shit happens. <laughs> And it's not pretty. It's not easy. It's not what the people on the internet make it seem out to be. So if you are going to get into this into this world, you need to make sure that you're absolutely prepared for it mentally first. Yes. Uh, because this is not it's not easy. It can be very lucrative in, in 10 years from now for you. 20 years from now, you have this nice real estate portfolio and all this capital coming in and this cash flow is great. But you need to make sure that this is really what you want to do. And if you don't want to do it, then go get your single family with the walkout basement. Yeah. It's okay. It's a thousand percent what I want to do. For sure. So, and, okay. So follow-up question. Do you offer mentorship? I'm going to be quick because I know we have limited time. Yes, I do. DM, okay. me, DM me at MG the Mortgage Guy on Instagram and DM me the word mentorship. Okay. Cool. Because I'm nice, but I'm ruthless. I'm nice with a smile. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And I'll DM you. No problem, Desiree. Hey. Pleasure speaking to you. Bye. Shout out to Desiree. The name of the book, House Hackonomics. Go to mgbookstore.com to get it. All right. I'm going to take, I got a couple people up here. Let's see who got their cameras on. How long I've been on here? 58 minutes. All right. All right, Reginald got his camera on, so let's go to Reginald. What's up, Reginald? Hey, what's good, MG? Alive and blessed. How are you? Man, doing great. Um, I man, I just found out who you were, who you are, man. It's all it's crazy. Um, and you giving out like a crazy amount of game. Um, I've been an investor for a little bit less than a year, and um, one of the things that um, I really don't have a question, but I kind of want to get your take on it. Okay, and I. And I'm not saying you have you guys have not talked about on your platform, um, but creative financing, because um, I think what I'm I'm hearing a lot and seeing a lot with people they're talking about like a crash and different things of that nature. But um, I haven't heard anybody talk about owner financing or creative financing. What, what's your take on that? Um, I'm all for any type of financing, right? I'm all about leverage. I like leverage. Um, I think in any situation, you just need to make sure the terms and conditions meet your needs and your goals. And if you can get on the financing, then so be it. Like I was going to buy a commercial building like four months ago and it was a you know pretty expensive building, like three million dollars. And I was going to get on the financing, but the terms just didn't work out in my favor. And I didn't. And the fact that they were owner occupied in the building and they only wanted to pay me like $6,000 for like a 12,000 square foot space in New York. That's ridiculous. That's like a $25,000 a month nut. So like the terms wasn't really in my favor for me to want to go through with it. And if they would have vacated, then I probably went through with the, with the owner financing and got that building, but it didn't work out. So I had to walk away from the deal. So I would recommend if you can get on a financing, it's going to be a less stringent process than going through an actual bank. But you need to have an exit strategy out of that tool by way of refinancing or selling. Um, so as long as you got that exit strategy and you know, all right, where you're going to go from here, then it's all fine. Go for got it. Got you. Got you. Um, one, one quick question. I'm in the Alabama market. That's where I invest at primarily. Um uh, it's been it's been going well for me this year uh, down here. 
Um, where, where are some places that you, some states that you invest in? I know New York. I know you're from New York, and um, it's very New York, New York, Cleveland, Philly, Connecticut, Atlanta. Got you, got you. Okay, well, cool deal, man. Well, look, it was good talking to you. I just kind of want to get your take on that. I really appreciate it, man. Like I said, um, I'm a fairly new investor myself. Everything's been going uh, pretty well for me this year. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. No problem. Good questions so far. Good questions. Uh, Q King Charles, you're really activated with foolishness in the comments. You got to be put on timeout. All right. We've been on here for an hour now. Drop some gems in the comments. <laughs> uh, shout out to... No. Master O'Neill, damn, man, this is so dope. All value. I'm buying the book as I type this. Shout out to you. All right. Let's see. Word. Got to put people on timeout, man. We ain't got time for no foolishness. <laughs> we don't have no time for no foolishness. Drop some gems in the comment for your boy, MG. I like doing these solo episodes. Again, shout out to our partners at Zillow. Um, this was an incredible, incredible episode. A lot of information. Um, I'm not going to stay on here past past this hour because I have I, I just came back from London. I'm kind of tired. I'm not going to hold you up. I, my body finally caught up to London time, and my body feels like it's 1 in the morning. So I'm not going to stay on here past too long, but I appreciate all you guys. We got up to almost 1,700 people tonight. Make sure you drop some gems in the comments for your boy, MG. Um, I love y'all. Please do me a favor. Download Rants and Gems on all audio platforms. Listen to it. Leave a five-star review. Rate it five stars. Leave a review. Do what you got to do, man. But go to that audio, Rants and Gems, on wherever you listen to podcasts, audio. I have audio dropping pretty much daily on Rants and Gems podcast. So we was in London. We got a little bit behind on that, but we already uploaded like 10 audio clips. These clips will go anywhere from five minutes to 10 minutes, quick, easy listens. And I'm just going to be start giving you guys insights, old clips or stuff that you probably missed out on that we want to give you guys some good information. So make sure you're tapped in with the audio because we're going to be releasing starting tomorrow at least three clips tomorrow are going to be released. So tap in with Rants and Gems on all audio. Much respect to y'all. Again, thank you to everybody who came out to London. Real quick, um, Market Mondays, Madison Square Garden, 1127. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Get your tickets for that. And then D.C., we coming to D.C., December 10th, the Home Buying Expo. It's a free event, December 10th in D.C. That will be announced next week. Stay tapped into my Instagram page, MG The Mortgage Guy, or go over to my personal YouTube channel, MG The Mortgage Guy, where I'll be dropping a lot of information on there as well. All right? Go pick up House Hackonomics, how to house hack your way to wealth. And while we're talking about house hacking, I'm glad Desiree was on here talking about investment properties and she wanted to buy the four family. Look, right now, I'm going to leave off with this. Rent is high. Mortgage is high. Pick your poison. Which one do you want to pay? 
right? Do you want to pay somebody else's rent or mortgage or do you want to pay your own mortgage? And if you think it's too expensive, look into buying multifamilies or look to buy properties that you can house hack. Like I told Desiree, you can house hack a single family. You just got to know what you're doing. So there are ways for you to not pay a mortgage, right? You got to be creative. And also remember these rates, if you purchase in this market, don't buy, I don't try to, don't buy at list price either. <laughs> Get yourself a deal. This is the time where you negotiate seller concessions, two, one buy downs, the whole nine yards. Get as much as you can from these sellers in this market. And always remember, you got that refinance in your back pocket. So when these rates do drop in six to 18 months, sometime in 2023 or early 2024, these rates will drop. And when they do, be ready to execute on your refinance so that way you can save money. All right. Um, you can get it on Amazon, but if you get it on Amazon for the house hackonomics, you won't be a part of the MG um, bookstore book club that's being announced to everybody who buys directly from me next week. So if you go to mgbookstore.com, you'll be able to buy directly, get a bundle because it comes with like webinars and eBooks and things like that as well. And then you'll be part of the community. And then we're going to do a book club, a book review of house hackonomics um, in this book, in this book club and other real estate books as well. I also have, uh, three more books coming out. One of them are going to drop in on Black Friday. So mgbookstore.com. All right. Again, shout out to my partner, Kiana Watson. Um, she couldn't be here tonight, but we send her her light and love. And again, shout out to everybody in London. Big up yourself. You're done, though. I love London. Shout out to all of y'all, man. Thank y'all for your hospitality. And um, yeah. That's all I got for y'all. So make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, send us to 10 people, and don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy, and big shout out to my cousin who gave me this hoodie, Godfident. I love it. All right? And big shout out to Zillow. Peace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.